हे व्हाट्सअप दिस इज एपिसोड जीरो फाइव फाइव फोकस फोर्टी इट्स ऑल अबाउट कल्चर एंड योर थीम लेट्स डू इट वन टू थ्री Welcome to the Design Your Thinking podcast, a show where we think, learn and explore the product mindset so you can design better products every day. And now your host, Karthik. Welcome back to the Design Your Thinking podcast and this is another Focus 40 episode and I'm your host Karthik. In fact, this episode is a continuation of our early episode which is episode 0 54 where we started chatting with Jeff Gothelf in episode 54 Jeff talked about a lot of different things in fact he shared his journey from a circus to making products and co-founding one of the well-known companies in the product space Neo Innovation and he also went on to talk about what he thinks are the key ingredients of a product mindset so if you haven't listened to episode 54 I really urge you to do that right now I would like you to stop this or pause this go back to episode 54 give it a listen and jump right back into this episode and exactly at this point so uh in this episode we go on to chat about a couple of things one is he Jeff talks about what he thinks is makes a team culture and he also talks about what he thinks about the future of product and the roles of product management and design how they're going to look like in the future and i really urge you to listen to jeff's views on uh, the future of products and product management because he did a fantastic job back when he was with new innovation so without much ado let me go ahead and introduce you to jeff gothel for those of you who haven't listened to episode 54 here you go Jeff is the author of Lean UX and the just released book titled Sense and Respond a speaker and organizational designer over his nearly 20 years in digital products and services Jeff has worked to bring a customer centric evidence based approach to product strategy design and leadership Jeff has worked in various roles and leadership positions at IXL Fidelity AOL Webtrends and The Ladders Most recently Jeff co-founded New Innovation which was later sold to Pivotal Labs in New York City and helped build it into one of the most recognized brands in modern product strategy development and design. As a principal in Neo's New York City office, Jeff functioned as head of executive training, coaching, workshops and education. Jeff is regularly keynoting conferences, teaching workshops or working directly with client leadership teams across North America, Europe and Asia. So, let's jump right back into the show and listen to what Jeff has to talk about team culture. Let's do it. talked about this before we started our conversation with so you talk a lot about um you know people the this whole uh, you know aspect of people and culture when it comes to making products right so um maybe this is a question uh that i had even before we started the conversation but in this context of having knowing your 
tools. I also, um, you know, uh, talk about knowing your teams or you're knowing your team members, empathizing with, with people in your own team as uh, one of the skill, you know, essential part of, parts of being a maker. Right. So, um, you know, how, how do you define uh, this whole thing that you call as culture of a product team, Jeff? And, um, and, you know, where can product teams and, you know, get started in building this right culture thing? couple of points so, so, quick points yeah perhaps. yep so so culture i think is look it's 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 the 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 natural behaviors of a team it's the the waters in which in in which a team swims it, it's an organizational um component mm. and it's top down it, ha- it it comes from leadership it's mm. it comes from the values that the organization espouses it comes from the rewards that are given and what they're given for so the incentive structures and it comes from how work is assigned to the teams. And mm-hmm. so, for example, uh, if work is assigned to a team in 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 uh, a very directive um, uh, uh, way, mm. for example, go build me a mobile app. Right. That that's clear what the manager and the company values. They want you to go deliver that feature or that set of features, mm-hmm. as opposed to go drive retention in the mobile channel, mm-hmm. right? A completely different approach to, to the same business problem, which says, I've, I trust you because I've hired smart people. I trust you to go figure out how to make this part of our experience better. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's your measure of success. Go figure it out. All of a sudden, you've enabled experimentation, learning, a little bit of failure, conversation, debate, pushback, that type of thing. Right. So that's that's. The key is is this top down um, approach to assigning and incentivizing work. Interesting. That's that that's where the culture comes from. Um, what was the second half of the question? So um, yeah, where can where can uh, you know product teams get started if if they had to build the right culture? I mean, can this happen all of a sudden in the middle of you know? Suddenly, tomorrow morning, you decide and say, "I'm going to build a better culture." Is it possible at all, or how have you seen the best teams, you know, build the right culture? Yeah, so so it's it's a. I think you can say tomorrow we're going to start changing things, but I don't think you, that that'll change overnight. I think the key, the way that I've seen this done well, is is it has to be bottom up and and top down. It can't be uh, one of those two things. It has to be both. So you've got to have a team of folks who are interested in changing the way that that their product organization works. And they need to have the support of an executive who says, I believe there's a better way of working. Mm. Now, it's the executive's job to carve out a space. And what I mean by space is time and, um, and shielding from the organizational crap that would normally destroy any effort like this. Mm. And, uh, and then it's the team's responsibility to then take advantage of that, of that space to try a different way of working. And the key is transparency. So everything that's happening within that, that pilot effort mm-hmm. needs to be held up to the company as here's what we're doing. Here's what's working. Here's what's failing. Here's, what, here's a win. Here's a loss. Here's what we learned from that loss. Here's what we learned from that win. Here's how we're adjusting the way that we're working. And if at the end of that time period that's been carved out for them, the team can, can, can point to successes um, that that they achieved over the course of this particular effort, then they can make a case for 
spinning up a second team and a third team and a fourth team and, and kind of scaling this particular culture. But I don't think you can change everything all at once top down. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think a bottom-up single team effort will succeed without executive support. Got it. Awesome. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of watchful of the time here. So I had another question. Perhaps I should keep it for another day, uh, which is more about hiring. And uh, maybe we'll uh, see how, uh, if, we, if we get to it. Um, uh, Jeff, we'll move on to the third part of our conversation, which is the crystal ball. Essentially, sure. um, you know, we all have opinions, uh, right? And, and while some of these opinions themselves may not be that very important, they sometimes bring in this interesting uh, perspectives that could trigger some newer conversations about the future of products and um, the discipline itself of product making. So uh, like you uh, talked about, uh, uh, you know, uh, AR, VR, there's so many different technologies. Uh, the products are evolving so much from what it used to be once upon a time. How do you see the notion of products change in the next five years, Jeff? It's it's you know it's it's interesting. I think that we're going to see a rash of voice-based UI uh, for sure. I mean, I'm seeing we're seeing it now. Um, there's certainly a, a land grab there, and it was a great piece by um, Ben Thompson over Strategery, mm-hmm. I, I guess, um, about uh, Amazon's Alexa platform being their new operating system, their new platform. Uh-huh upon which they're, you know, they're going to build a variety of different services. So voice-based UI clearly is, is, is going to be a big deal. Virtual reality will continue to, to expand. Obviously, the embedding of the Internet into everything, uh, whether, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, mm-hmm. will, will uh, also continue to happen. And so what, what's going to happen is the um, form factors mm-hmm. that we design for are already changing and will continue to do so. And so, you know, we've been designing rectangles for years, mm-hmm. <laughs> decades. We've been designing rectangles, right? Maybe we will. Be, maybe we won't be designing rectangles for forever. I mean, we'll still we'll still do it, right? But but you know, there'll be other shapes mm-hmm. <laughs> that we have to design for, which is interesting. Um, different interaction paradigms, right? So, voice is, is fascinating. All, even even I have you know I have a little Echo Dot in my house, mm-hmm. and and. It's better than Siri in a lot of ways, right? But um, but still, it still sucks. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's still you know, it's it's nowhere near where it's going to be. And so the question becomes, you know, how do you do that? I, I have this, you know, my friend has a Samsung smart TV, mm-hmm. and uh, coming up on Super Bowl here in the U.S. A year ago, I was at his house for a Super Bowl party, and uh, you know, there's 30 people in his house, and mm-hmm. the Super Bowl is on, and everybody's talking, and then all of a sudden, the TV goes up in volume changes channel like goes back you know to, you know changes input and you're like what the hell's going on and the tv's just you know reacting to voice commands that it's kind of randomly hearing in the room yeah. right so all that stuff like how do you deal with you know vo- voice is is fascinating um so so there's a there's a whole new design challenge there of of figuring out the kinds of conversations that people want to have and given the variety um of you know you know of cultures mm-hmm. and uh, language and the, the the myriad of different ways that someone can ask for the same thing, right. 
um, you know, I just think about it like this Echo Dot thing, this little Amazon box that I have in my kitchen. Um, I ask it to change the volume 10 different ways. Hmm. And the the fact that it understands those 10 different ways is pretty impressive, right? And that's just change the volume. Um, You know, there's got to be a a, – this is the new – that's the new paradigm. It's it's these new form factors. It's these new interaction models. It's um, do I really need to talk to my toaster, right? I think those those are the kinds of questions – that um, that we're going to be asking ourselves moving forward, right? What is the best, you know, g- given that we now have far far greater options, what's the best interaction model for me and my refrigerator, <laughs> right? For me and my yeah, for me and my uh, my shoe. I saw yesterday that <laughs> someone's selling a, a smart shoe <laughs> at, C- <laughs> at, at, at CES in Vegas. Like, do I really need to talk to my shoe? Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk to my shoe, right? <laughs> That type of thing. Interesting. So and anyway, and, and again, look, and, and here's the other thing, right? So look, uh, I'm in my 40s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up on technology. I got a Commodore 64 as a kid in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, you're going to have this really interesting. So whereas, you know, my my, my dad, who's who's 30 years older than me, um, he grew up on computers too. Like I remember growing up with punch cards in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got a completely different view of technology than I do. I've got a much more robust view of technology than he does. And then I look at my kids, and their world is radically different from mine. And so then how do you reconcile three generations of technically savvy people with all of these increasing options? I think it's, it's going to be a fascinating challenge. Wow, that's, that's an interesting way to put it. So, yeah, this is going to be very interesting, uh, the whole voice controlled um, devices and and also wearables i, I suppose because again, that's another um, space that's growing along with this whole thing yeah. so uh in the same context of this change that you, you just talked about uh in a, in a very animated way how do you see the role and the, the or let me say just the roles of product making there are so many roles that we have today product manager product designer Interaction designer, name it. How do you see these roles evolve uh, in the next five years? Do this, you see them uh, consolidating or splitting? What does it look like? So, um, look, anything that can be automated will be automated. Now, I think that's most threatening mm-hmm. to engineers. Um, I've read that in a couple of different places, is that computers will eventually be able to write code. Is that, you know, you know, kind of if the, I assume they can do it today as well, but to, to, to the extent yeah. where you could, you know, you, somebody like me could communicate with a computer and say, I need you to write code that does X, Y, and Z. And it writes really excellent code. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see that as the case. And maybe this is a self-preservationist point of view, <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't see that as the case for product managers, product makers, and designers. I don't think you can automate that, at least not yet. Mm. Um, and so I, I, don't see us, I don't see us being automated out of a job. Mm. I do see us relying increasingly more on the qualities that I mentioned earlier, that, that mm. curiosity, that uh, understanding of the customer, and that understanding of the material with which you're working, because that's the material that's evolving. Mm-hmm. And so the, the more that we are aware and curious about how to combine all those pieces of new and, 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 and powerful and delightful ways, mm-hmm. the better we'll be. And so 
that's that's the, the the change is in the in the ecosystems and in the materials that we're working in. And so as long as we are continuously curious and enthusiastically skeptical, we will continue to have jobs, stay employed, and ultimately do good work. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, you know, we are the fact end of the show. Uh, so, Jeff, you know, in, in this community, what I, I push folks to take action. What is the one thing you want my listeners to do as soon as they finish listening to this episode? Go buy my book. <laughs> uh, um, well, that's, but that's, I mean, I, I, I don't really joke, but I mean, that's, but, but it's, it, it was a funny answer. Um, the, the reality is, I, I mean, I think, look, I think the, the thing to, to, to do is to go find the, the leading edge content creators, thinkers, producers, makers in the disciplines that you're in or the disciplines that you're interested in and follow them, whatever channel makes sense for you, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or medium or, you know, what, whatever, uh, you know, um, and follow them and just just keep reading just just keep you know stay on top of of the conversations engage in those conversations throw out your ideas don't be shy with your ideas the thing that i've learned over the years and the thing that that held me back if, it, before really kind of getting into uh more kind of public discussion is is i was i was shy it's like i don't have any new ideas um all you know everything that i i've already thought people have already said it doesn't matter inject yourself into the conversation ask questions, um, you'll be amazed at who answers and the, the community that, that is built up around all of this. So that, that's, that would be what I would say to do. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, uh, Jeff, uh, it's been a lovely chat. And you've written a book uh, that will most likely come out the same time as the episode will go live. Uh, by the time people are listening to this, probably they should be having access to your book, which is titled Sense and Respond. And mm-hmm. I like the subtitle, How Successful Organizations Learn, you know, li- sorry, Listen to Customers and Create New Products Continuously, with the emphasis being on continuously. Can you tell what inspired you to write this book and uh, what we can expect to get out of this book? Yes. The book Sense and Respond was literally a response to what we sensed from the feedback from Lean UX. So mm-hmm. Lean UX has been out for four years. And in the four years of teaching, traveling, speaking, working with clients uh, in, uh, on Lean UX, the number one piece of feedback that Josh Seiden, my co-author, and I have gotten was this. We love Lean UX. We want to work this way. My boss won't let me work this way. My company doesn't work this way. Hmm. Can you help us with that? I wish my boss was here, right? I've heard that a thousand times. So Sense and Respond is a book for executives. It's a business book for managers. It's being published on Harvard Business Press for a very specific reason. That's the audience that we're targeting. Hmm. And, it make, and, and it's designed to make the case to these executives about two specific things. The first half of the book is dedicated to making the case that no matter what business you're in, if you seek to scale in the 21st century, you're in the software business first. That's half the book. And there's all kinds of case studies about how businesses that you wouldn't think are in the software business are actually in the software business. The second half of the book says, now that you believe that you're in the software business, 
managing a software-based business is different. And again, it doesn't matter whether you make toothbrushes or whether you make apps or whether you sell insurance. Managing a software-based business is different. Here's how it's different and here's why it's different. Here's how it's different for planning and budgeting and finance and incentive structures and HR and and, uh, legal and compliance and brand and marketing. And here's how everybody has to kind of adjust the way that they're thinking in order to build a company that functions like a 21st century century software-based business. And our hope is that if executives buy and read this book and take it to heart, Mm -hmm. they will create the kind of culture that supports a lean UX way of working. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, and where can people find this book uh, today? Uh, easiest place is Amazon. So if you go to Amazon and you search Sense and Respond or you search on my name, Jeff Gotthelf, it comes up. It's the big bright yellow cover with the infinity uh, symbol on the front. Um, that's, that's the easiest way. We have a website too, senseandrespond.co, which you can go there as well. There's a link there as well. Awesome. I'll have the link to, uh, to, the, to the book and on the, in the show notes. And where can people find you uh, after they finish uh, listening to this episode, uh, Jeff? Uh, the easiest place to find me is on Twitter. It's jboogie, J-B-O-O-G-I-E. I've had that handle for a decade, so I guess I'm not giving it up now. That's the easiest place. And, of course, I've got my website, which is jeffgodhealth.com, and you can email me from there as well. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's been a lovely chat, and uh, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. I'll have the links to uh, your book, your blog, uh, and, and your Twitter handle in the show notes and yeah, it's been it's been a lovely chat. Karthik, my pleasure. This was this was a terrific interview. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed, you know, you know, having this conversation with Jeff, interviewing him and asking him all these questions. Um, Jeff is an incredible person to talk to because he comes with a very sound background in making products and 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 also user experience. He's been focusing of late a lot in uh, in training and coaching teams at the leadership level as well because his book, Sense and Respond, which just got out last week, is something that he uses to um, you know bring executive and the top management up to speed with respect to being able to stay nimble when it comes to creating products. I really, really hope you enjoyed this conversation and I really, really hope you take action. I'll have the links to Jeff's uh, Twitter handle and his uh, uh, website, which is jeffgothoff.com, and also link to Jeff's new book, Sense and Respond, which got out, I think, last week. So do grab a copy and uh, let Jeff know what you think about it. He's a nice guy to talk to. I I promise you on that. Just hit him up on uh, his email address, which is there on his website, and uh, I'm sure you'll get a response. All right, that's all I have for today. So if you can find the show notes at designerthinking.com slash episode 055. And if you like listening to this episode, do subscribe to the podcast. Head over to uh, designerthinking.com slash iTunes if you're using an Apple device or if you're using an Android device, head over to designerthinking.com slash Stitcher. And yes, I'd like to invite you to know more about me and the work I'm doing here at designerthinking.com. Just head over to designerthinking.com slash about and know more about me, the work, and the work we have here at designerthinking.com, the podcast and the blog as well. And if you'd like to uh, subscribe to my newsletter, go head over to designerthinking.com, scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and you'll find a button there. Just click that and it'll ask you for your first name and your email address. 
just type them right in and hit submit. I'll see you in your inbox. That's all I have for today. So um, again, a reminder, please go listen to these episodes and take action. Do something with it. Go ahead and try out anything and everything. In this case, what Jeff had to say. Because it's when you actually do them that you actually learn. So happy learning till I see you in the next episode. Stay tuned. Stay inspired. Love you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com.